Praise Jesus. Good morning. Good morning yet again. I believe the Lord woke you up strong this morning. I believe the Lord is doing great and mighty things in your life. I believe that you are strengthened by the Lord. For Samuel chapter 10, verse 7 and 8. And let it be when these signs come to you that you do as the occasion demands for God is with you. You shall go down before me to Gilgal and surely I will come down to you to offer burnt offerings and make sacrifices of peace offerings. Seven days you shall wait till I come to you and show you what you should do. The tomb of Rachel, the three men with sacrifices in their hands going up to God in Bethel, and the company of the prophets coming down from the hill of God with tambourine in their hands were all specific instructions specific instructions that Samuel gave to Saul as soon as Saul was anointed. Saul was clearly informed that as soon as the signs come to pass, only then could he be assured of the presence of God with him. But dearly beloved, dearly beloved, it is impossible to successfully go through these three stages without delay or distraction. It is impossible to go through the outer court, the inner court, and even beyond the holies of holies without a deep and major surgical operation by God himself. How can a man receive the news of his lost donkeys at the tomb of Rachel after three days of intense labor and searching without joyfully returning back home to celebrate the recovery of his lost asset? Tell me, tell me, how can a man full of bread not be so full and full of himself that he becomes like Jeshurun. Deuteronomy 32 verse 15 tells us that Jeshurun grew fat and kicked, filled with food. They became heavy and slick. They abandoned the God who made them and rejected the rock, their savior. Ezekiel listed this as one of the sins of Sodom in his prophetic words in Ezekiel chapter 16 verse 49 which says, Behold, behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom, pride, pride, fullness of bread, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her and in her daughters, neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor. And the needy. How can a mortal man 
a mortal woman not be enticed by the sin of Sodom if the Lord had not performed an extensive surgical work in the heart of such a one. Friends, which work of the Spirit was performed in Saul such that he was supernaturally positioned not to miss those outlined spiritual process. What work? A changed heart. A changed heart. For Samuel chapter 10 verse 9 says, So it was when he had turned his back to go from Samuel that God, God gave him another heart. God gave him another heart and all those signs came to pass that day. Hallelujah. The first phase of the anointing on Saul was of no effect. It was of no effect as long as Saul was incapable of following and implementing the divinely outlined spiritual protocol for the activation of the anointing. Although Samuel had anointed Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 10 verse 1, such anointing was null and void. Such anointing was nothing if Saul would not diligently obey and fulfill the instruction that followed the anointing service. The tomb of Rachel, the men going up to God at Bethel with bread in their hands, and the company of prophets. And then proceed to Gilgal to wait for me. And stay there for seven days till I come. Wow. 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 A common challenge with many of us is that we invest a lot of our effort and time into the anointing service. We enjoy it. We love it. We feel elevated and promoted. We make pictures. We flood social media with pictures of our anointing service. We serve the participating congregation different kinds of food and drinks to celebrate our new level. We receive so many goodwill messages and of course, countless gifts, gifts, gifts upon gifts without realizing, without realizing that there are intense instructions that come along with the anointing intense instructions which must be precisely followed many have not realized the reality and the magnitude of the demand of the anointing the demand of the anointing as a result they have been trapped at the tomb of Rachel. Some made it beyond the tomb of Rachel, but are now stuck at Bethel. Bethel is the place of first encounter with the Lord. It is the beginning of our journey. It is the place where our encounter with God provoked comments 
similar to the comments of Jacob in Genesis 28, where he said, God was here and I knew it not. Bethel is not the end of your spiritual journey, my friend. It is the starting point. Oh yes, the company of the prophets coming down from the hill of God is fantastic, but there is more. There is more. Don't be carried away with the gifts of the Spirit, good as they are, good as they are. There is yet a place called Gilgal. Gilgal. Samuel instructed Saul to proceed to Gilgal as soon as the signs are fulfilled. Gilgal, oh Gilgal, Gilgal is the place of circumcision. The place where the first skin of the heart is taken away completely. And at Gilgal, seven days of waiting must follow before the servant of God Samuel would show up to make sacrifices that would then, then crown Saul as king. Seven days at Gilgal. Oh, the experience at the tomb of Rachel was not sufficient. Meeting men going up to Bethel is great, but that's not good enough. Oh, even prophesying in the company of the prophet was fantastic. But there is still a place called Gilgal. And at Gilgal, Saul must wait for seven days until Samuel arrives. My dear friends, the full expression and manifestations of the anointing is not cheap. It's not cheap. No, it's not. To be anointed is one thing and to come to the full manifestation of the anointing of the functionality of the anointing, where you function in the full capacity of the anointing of God upon your life is another thing completely. Do you now see why the NS creature are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God? Because to become a son is very simple. Very simple. Go for a meeting and someone will tell you, say after me, Jesus, come into my life from today. I am a son of God. That is very easy. Very easy, my dear friend. But manifestations, manifestation of the nature of God is not trivial. Everyone can lead you to become a son of God. Everyone, anyone, any believer, any disciple. Any pastor, any prophet, any teacher can lead you. An encounter can propel you to become a son of God. But no man, no man born of a woman can help you manifest as a son of God. The manifestation of the anointing that you have received can only come to its full potential when you have followed the divinely outlined spiritual process that comes with it. So tell me, how can a man go through this spiritual protocol if God, if God has not performed a deep work, a deep work of heart transplant 
in such a person. God changed the heart of Saul and gave him a new heart before all those signs came to pass. A heart that is set on finding lost donkeys can never endure the spiritual process of the manifestation of the anointing. Saul's heart was fully conditioned to find the donkey of his father until he met with Samuel. His heart just wanted one thing, the donkeys of his father. Until he met with Samuel the prophet. If God had not changed his heart after the first anointing, in 1 Samuel chapter 10 verse 1, he would have returned home as soon as he got the donkey news at the tomb of Rachel. Matthew chapter 6 verse 21 says, Where the treasure of a man is, there will his heart be also. Do you now understand why many people who started their divine prophetic assignment with so much passion and strength eventually got stuck somewhere and could not proceed any further because their heart was fixed on donkeys. Geazi followed Elisha, a man with a double portion of Elijah's spirit, for many years. Many years of following. But his heart, his heart was fixed and set on the treasures of the world. He collected the gift of Naaman and collected his leprosy along with it in 1 Kings chapter 5. A heart that is set on earthly treasure cannot fulfill the divine obligation that activates the anointing. Despite Gehazi's proximity, despite his closeness to the anointing, he could not activate it in his own life. The critical factor in activating the anointing is the heart. Is the heart. Is the heart. In my little experience in ministry, I have seen countless numbers of people who could not fulfill their ministry despite the heavy anointing of God upon their lives. Why? Because they lacked the capacity to follow divine instruction because they never allowed God to change their heart. They never allowed God to change their heart. They came into ministry with so much passion. They served the Lord with so much joy. But their heart was set on their donkeys. Their heart was set on fame, set on wealth, set on enjoyment and pleasure. And the moment the ministry began to produce what they desired, they stopped. They stopped. They could not go any further. They could not go beyond Bethel. They could not go beyond the hail of God. They could not tabernacle in Gilgal for seven days to provoke the manifestation of the sons of God. 
they ended their ministry at the tomb of Rachel. They've been stuck at the tomb of Rachel and they've remained there ever since. Oh, dearly beloved, has God indeed changed your heart? Has God changed your heart? For the heart of man is deceitful above all things. Deceitful. Your heart can deceive. You do not know the capacity of your heart until you come face to face with the treasures you have longed for. Some people have been tricked and deceived by their own heart, not even by the devil, by their own heart. If God cannot change your heart, friends, you will be stuck at the tomb of Rachel. Has God changed your heart? Have you experienced the fire of God in your heart? Father Lord, help us this morning. is what I 